Well, happy July 14th, everybody. Friday, getting ready for the weekend as we celebrate the memorial of St. Kateri Tekawitha. Of course, our chapel here at Our Lady of, of Victory is uh, named in honor of her. So have you ever like been hooked like uh, on a soap opera or a series? You know, like every new you know, session begins by satisfying the crisis that the last session closed on. And then that session closes out with a brand new crisis. Um, when I read a lot of the Old Testament stories, you know, I feel like that's exactly where I'm at. And, um, and Jacob's story in particular, I think, could be a rival to General Hospital or Day of Our Lives. You know, here we are, and for a while we've been reading out of Genesis and Abraham and Isaac, and then we get to Jacob. And, um, and today's reading kind of is a high point, a, a focal point of, of, of Jacob in a sense. Um, it says, Israel set out all that it was when he arrived at Beersheba. So here it is, like, you know, with story like a Joseph, the one of his, his kids getting sold in slavery by his brothers. He goes down and ends up being in Pharaoh's, you know, court and does very well and uh, becomes actually in charge of a lot of things with the Pharaoh. Well, and then this famine hits in the Canaan land area. And uh, so Jacob and his crew uh, need to go to somewhere. And, um, you know, after a while, they kind of figure out. So they end up getting down there. That's the bottom line. So um, so Israel, another name for Jacob, set out with all that was his, like the whole clan, the whole crew. But when he arrived, he offered sacrifices to God, the God of his father, Isaac. There, God, speaking to Jacob in a vision by night, called him, Jacob, Jacob. And he answered, Here I am. We've heard that one before, right? Then he said, I am God, the God of your father. Do not be afraid to go down to Egypt, for there I will make you a great nation. Not only will I go down to Egypt with you, I will also bring you back here after Joseph has closed your eyes. So a little bit of a vision going on here for Jacob. So Jacob feels a little confident now and he's gonna gonna go do this move. You know, um, you wanna move to Ohio, you know, we get a new job in Columbus and it's not that easy to, to uproot ourselves and go across the line. So Jacob departed from Beersheba and the sons of Israel. Jacob put their father and their wives and children on the wagons that Pharaoh had sent for his transport. Hmm. You know, brother's been helping him out here, you know. It's like, okay, we'll get you down quick. They took with him their livestock and the possessions they had acquired in the land of Canaan. Thus Jacob and all his descendants migrated to Egypt. So this is how the Hebrew people get down to Egypt. Israel had sent Judah ahead to Joseph so that he might meet him in Goshen. On his arrival, uh, one of the brothers, on his arrival in the region of Goshen, Joseph hitched the horses to his chariot. Joseph has his own chariot. He's doing okay. And he rode to meet his father in Goshen. As soon as Joseph saw him, he flung himself on his neck and wept a long time in his arms. And his dad says to Joseph, Israel says to Joseph, At last I can die. Now that I've seen for myself that Joseph is still alive. 
He'd been feeling pretty bad about everything, and he had thought he was not there. But now that he sees his son, favorite son, that was part of the problem, I guess. Um, not that parents ever do that kind of thing. Um, but he can kind of relax a little bit in that last line, at last I can die. Well, up and down and down and up and in the middle. Frankly, that's Jacob's story. If you go all the way back to the beginning, and indeed, it's our story as well, is it not? You know, from troubles to elation, from routine to spectacular, from humility to flair, it's all here in Jacob's story. And it's a story that many of us share as well. I really do like that dramatic way that I think today's passage ends. At last, I can die. Clearly, Jacob is pretty happy that he sees his kid. But you know what? He doesn't die away right away. You think the script writer would have said, okay, done. He's gone. But that's not the case. Really, he, he lives for a little while yet. And in that time, Joseph takes him to go see the Pharaoh. He has his personal little lunch with the Pharaoh. And they sit out in the courtyard there and chat about things. Um, and then ultimately when he does pass on and he wants to go back, to where he came from to be buried near where dad and grandpa where Isaac and Abraham and their families are not only does he go back but Pharaoh literally provides a whole entourage for Jacob to go back to his burial site this is not just a couple camels going down the track this is a lot of things this commands attention it's not exactly an inauspicious ending to a story that begins with an interesting beginning. But like any good series, you know, there's always one continuous thread that runs through all the ups and downs and in the middles and all that stuff. And in this case, you know, it's the God of Abraham and Isaac and now Jacob. You know, that line earlier, you know, he offered sacrifices to the God of his father, Isaac. Perhaps he had not totally quite made him his own yet, but now he is. He is a God. He is the God. He is our God. Our God who never leaves our side. And while we may reject the script, so to speak, that God writes for, for us from time to time, he never writes us out of the script. Have a great weekend, everyone.